The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. You're looking at the Grand Wizard, Warlord. You know this title unification match you had with the Usos and RK Bro? Yeah. Slight change. A little bit of an upgrade and an, an elevated status and prestige of this match. At WrestleMania Backlash, imagine this. RK Bro and Drew McIntyre versus the Usos and Roman The wise man himself, Paul Heyman, setting up, uh, well, doing a little backstage uh, finagling Bully Ray, something that, uh, well, I'm sure you're accustomed to. You know Paul Heyman quite well over your many decades in the business. What would you think about what Paul uh, pulled last night, seemingly a catalyst for this uh, six-man that I'm not exactly understanding, but you know what? That's why he's the wise man. We talked about maybe something down the road, a plan, something down the road. Maybe this all centers around a plan that Paul Heyman's got in his back pocket, bully. Ah, the puppet master playing the master puppeteer. Exactly. Hey, Heyman, Heyman got what he wanted. He represents, you know, the head of the table, and uh, he was uh, able, uh, obviously able to convince who needed to be convinced it's a part of the story. I can't read into anything uh, of what Paul said. I, I don't, I'm still in the, I don't know. I wish I could give you a better answer. If anybody's called in, I'd love to hear from them. <clears throat> this is a creative thing, Ryan. This is something came up creatively sure. at the last minute. How many more weeks do we have before, uh, before we have, before the pay-per-view? What is it next week, right? Next, next weekend. Yep. Next weekend, uh, that is, yep. uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Do, do, do. Yeah, next weekend. So, I mean, yeah. maybe something would change come next Friday and it would go back to the unification match. I don't know. I don't know why you would plant the seed last night, turn it into a six-man just to go back. Yeah. It, it's a wait and see. It's a wait and see. And you know what? Maybe it's a good wait and see because now you have to tune in to see what they're going to do. Hey, let's, Ryan, at the end of the day, it's a soap opera. It's fighting opera. Fighting opera has always been my favorite slogan term for what pro wrestling is. I know we have sports entertainment, but to me, it's always been fighting opera. And you, you have to tune in. Opera will make you laugh. It will make you cry. It will make you, it will, will run the gamut of emotions. Right now, some people might be pissed off that they changed the match. Some people might be very excited. We don't know why, but we're going to tune in. Well, what do you say, Nation? Excited, pissed off, 877-344-4893, 877-FIGHT-93. I'm pissed just from the standpoint, Bully, that, hold on, <coughs> excuse me. 
that I was so very much looking forward to Usos and RK Bro in the unification match. Now maybe this is them dragging that out a little bit longer and making me want it more. If that's the case, okay. There better be a good story behind it. That's my only thing. This this feels I don't know. It it, it does give me a bit of cause for concern because it felt like we were getting Nakamura and Roman Reigns bully, which I, I'm a huge Nakamura fan. I was on board with that. And then the work that the Usos, right, were, were doing with RK Bro was some of the best stuff that was happening in terms of fighting opera in the company. It didn't need this interjection of McIntyre and Roman Reigns, by my estimation. But as you said, it's a wait-and-see approach. Maybe there is a bigger story at play. But one thing we do know, in terms of bigger stories at play, uh, Paul Heyman is a mastermind when it comes to that, in terms of the long game. I just want to go back to, to Shinsuke and talent such yeah. as Shinsuke. Okay. Shinsuke is a mid-card guy in the WWE along with a plethora of other mid-carders. Now, as a uh, you are a, a big Shinsuke fan, that might be hard to hear, but that's that's the business of Oh, it's the truth. Right. And this is what they do with talent like Shinsuke. They know that at any given moment they can take a Shinsuke and put him in a main event scenario for however long they need him for. And then they put him right back where he was. That's what they're going to be doing with Roman for a long time, I believe. They will be feeding Roman certain upper mid-card baby faces that Roman can feud with during the <clears throat> times where we're not you know, building to a SummerSlam or a Survivor Series or a Royal Rumble or a WrestleMania. Sure. Otherwise, what else are they going to do? What, who is the biggest baby face on SmackDown right now? Well, the person showing up on SmackDown, I mean, I don't even know, like with, with brand splits and everything. I honestly, I would say if I was making a match, a believable match, a chase for Roman Reigns, it would be Randy Orton. The conversation you had earlier with Dave about 16-time world champions. That, uh, you know, Randy is the story. Okay. I don't think we're getting Randy versus Reigns, but I don't, I don't either. So yeah. when you when everybody gets excited for all these talents being moved forward, like, Oh yeah, they're finally going to do something with Shinsuke. I remember the last time they moved Shinsuke up a little bit. Me and Dave were having the, the conversation. Dave, like you finally, you're finally doing something with Shinsuke. I said, no, they're not. They're moving him forward right now. It's like a chess piece. They're bringing him forward, and they can always pull him back if they want also. Um, mm -hmm. That's just the way it is. Sometimes, you know, for the, 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 you know, if you look at the WWE, you have your a few top main event superstars. Your, your Romans, your Charlottes, your, your Seths. You know, you know talents, like, talents like of that caliber. And then mm -hmm. the majority of the crew is like a, a, a giant mid card who can do anything at any time that the WWE needs to do. And then you have a couple of talents that, you know, unfortunately it's just not clicking for two, two of the talents that I've seen them try so hard with so many different times that it just doesn't, I think Ricochet is a perfect example of that. We saw him in action last night, but that's a great comparison. You're not wrong. They've tried. They keep trying. They at least they've repackaged them. New music. New, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And people always want to know, like, wh what's the problem with Ricochet? Why doesn't Ricochet connect? Or mm. why this? Why that? He's so great in the ring. Ryan, as a as a pro wrestler, if you don't believe in what you're saying, I don't believe in what you're saying. Yes, if sure. you do a really great move, like Ricochet, everything Ricochet does in the ring is great. You're reacting to the move. You're not reacting to Ricochet. So then when Ricochet talks, you that's when you really need to react to somebody, be emotionally invested in somebody. But I don't believe him when he talks. So th thus, you know why I don't believe in him? Because it doesn't sound like he believes in himself. Now, I have seen things on social media that Ricochet might have done on his own or they've done um, outside of what we see on TV 
that I have found better. I think there was one with him pulling up in a car. I, I wish Ricochet would, a talent like Ricochet would find himself a little more. And when I say find himself, I'm not talking about his performance in the ring. I'm talking about his, right. his confidence in himself to be a character of some sort. Char uh, talents like a Ricochet paid so much attention to the moves, so much attention to the athleticism that they tend to forget about the one thing that means more than anything else. The character, the emotion, the ability to have people buy into you, care. It's all about caring, Ryan. I have to care sure. about you. If I don't care about you, I'm not going to invest in you. And I, and I will have these conversations so much. When people are responding to something a talent does, are they, are they caring and responding to the move or are they caring and responding to the talent that's what yeah. you want well ideally it would be a, a it would be it, both case right you would be respond you you have a great in-ring worker that can also uh handle the microphone and, and and develop a character but you're not wrong for whatever reason when you look at uh ricochet i i'm with you i don't think he believes i don't want to say he doesn't believe in himself he just because clearly he does. He wouldn't be where he's at in life if he doesn't believe in himself. But the character that he's portraying, um, you know, I think back to another guy who was great in ring and that it took him a little bit to find his character. And when he did, I mean, he went on to become one of the greatest of all time. And for a lot of people, the greatest of all time, Bret Hart. Right. Bret wasn't, you know, in terms of a character. Right. The hit. Hitman character certainly helped him. Cool, calm, collected, tactician, all of that. Ricochet needs to find something like that. I don't, I shouldn't probably evoke one of the greatest names in the history of the business because that's not fair to Ricochet, right? But you would agree, right? There was, there was a lack of something there with Bret Hart for quite some time. And it took, you know, he, he eventually came around to it to the point to where, you know, he's Bret Hart today. Um, Ryan. In the world of the WWE, there is only one opinion that truly matters. And whose opinion is that? Vincent Kennedy McMahon. So if you're in the WWE and you're working for Vince and it's Vince's bat and his ball and his playing field and his stadium and it's everything, you have to think mm -hmm. to yourself, what does Vince like? In turn, what will Vince like to put on his television when it comes to me, if you look at the history of the WWE, what is Vince like? Characters, big over the top characters. Vince was never huge on the, the wrestling wrestling. Yeah. If, if you could wrestle, wrestle also, that was great. But think about the guys that truly got over. Hulk Hogan, how much wrestling did he really do in the WWF? John Cena, what did everybody say about John Cena? Well, he only has five moves. That's all he needed. His character was over the top. Steve Austin. Uh, you won, I was just saying, Steve Austin, you won the Broken Skull Sessions, having that back and forth with Steve. That was great, right? You know, when I one of the, the biggest compliments that I got about the Broken Skull Sessions is how people thought I interviewed Steve just as much as mm -hmm. Steve interviewed me. And that made for some good back and forth yeah. conversation. Um, I said to Steve, I got Steve, what else did you need to do? But punch kick Fez press and stunner. And he just kind of looked at me like, yeah, you're right. Well, that's what it was. Yeah. Dusty yep. had it down to a science flip flop and fly elbow finish. That's right. When you are that over, when people care about you that much, when they love you or they hate you to that degree, you don't have to do anything. And I don't think a lot of younger wrestlers or fans realize that. And I'm, I'm, th this is not old man screaming at the cloud shit. This is reality. This is reality. What is Dan Housen a great wrestler? No. 
I, I, I don't even know what a Danhausen wrestling match looks like, but I'll be damned if I'm not completely immersed in his character right now. I love that watching great Dan. Point. You know, yep. it, if your character is over, all you need to be is fair to Midland in the ring. Now, if your character is over, if you have a great character and you have a great ability to wrestle in a ring, let's take uh, Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson, mm -hmm. very accomplished in the ring, and he's accomplished as a character. He has proved that he can be any character that they need him to be at any time, right? Mm, We've absolutely. But team hell the, no the, for to team hell no to the hemp belt to the, the yes movement to a million things in between. Versatile did, as they come. Did the Ring of Honor version of Brian Danielson work in the WWE? No, because it was all about in-ring and how violent he was and stuck kick your fucking head in. But once he got some character to him, mm -hmm. sky was the limit. WrestleMania. You know, look at what happened Main with events, this guy. Yep. If you're yeah. a, if you're a guy, if you're like a, one of uh, if you're an up and coming wrestler or a guy that relies a lot on moves, take a look at what Danielson was able what did in the WWE. That's a great measuring stick, a great barometer. Okay, here he was, great wrestler in the ring, very vanilla, but then all of a sudden they started to tap into his character. He was willing to go there, and it worked. Be, yep. a, be, a, be a true student of the game. Stop thinking about every move you can possibly do. Everybody's doing a lot of moves. I mean, even uh, a fan like you who appreciates a lot of athleticism, a lot of moves. You you're you're a fan of what I like to call the the spottier type of matches. Yes, I like. Uh, I mean, as long as it's done through the the lens of good storytelling. Like in turn, when you say spots, I think of the word all you know, spot fest. Right. I don't like spot fest. I don't like a ton of moves just for doing it. But yeah, I think if you're gonna have a great match, you need three or four really big spots, but they need to make sense, bully. Well, then yes, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to yes. hear you say yeah. that because you want to see your I, I, I'm a big fan of of big spots and spots that make well, sense. You, you've, had a, you've had a few. <laughs> you've had a few. You've had a few. I never, ever whenever I've helped younger wrestlers or when I when I help produce in any of the companies or agent in any of the companies, I never tell guys that they can't do something. If, 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 if a talent says, Hey, Bubba, I want to do my 450 acai springboard moonsault to the floor with a twist and a cherry on top tonight. I'm like, okay, great. Where are you putting it? And why are you putting it? What are you doing right before? What are you doing right after? Yeah. That's how you have to frame it. And if you can tell me the, the, the why and the where of it, and if it makes sense, Go do your 450 acai moots all to the, you know, to the floor with a cherry twist. Great. Well, well speak, that sounds delicious early on a Saturday. I think we're crossing over food. But speaking of the who, what, when, where, why, why do you do what we are, what you are doing, right? The why in pro wrestling. Let's take a quick break and come back with some nation members because bully, we got a lot of fans out there wondering why the unification tag team title match is not happening in the WWE at WrestleMania backlash. Hey everyone, this is Kirk Morris. This is Greg McElroy. And this is Nate Burleson. With the 2020 NFL season finally upon us, we're excited to announce three new NFL podcasts from SiriusXM. On Total Coverage, we'll explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. On Inside the Pocket, we will go under the helmet for all the quarterbacks in the NFL. And on 17 Weeks, Jamal Adams, Emmanuel Sanders, and Eric Ebron will discuss the latest NFL stories straight from the locker room. New episodes of all three podcasts will be available every week on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts. We are back. Back here on a super sexy swinging Saturday edition of Busted Open. I'm Ryan McKinnell. That is the Hall of Famer, Bully Ray. Bully, uh, you are a Hall of Famer. I do not think the names that we are just about to mention here uh, are going to be in the same vein, unfortunately. We have some uh, releases to talk about in the WWE. We will get back to... Uh, Rampage, and we will get back to SmackDown here shortly, but this is obviously 
uh, bit of news that is dominating the headlines in the cycle right now over the last 24 hours. Listen, Bully, at this point, I, I don't think it comes as any surprise. This is something we're used to. It's been happening a little bit more and more frequently. But a couple of the names that were on the list of releases, and I believe it was 10 names um, in total, maybe the most surprising, I don't know. I'll get your thoughts. Dakota Kai being released from the WWE. Malcolm Bivens being released from the WWE. And honestly, the name that stood out most to me, uh, Harland slash Parker Boudreaux, the the young man who was uh, paired next to Gacy there on NXT. And the reason I bring up Parker slash Harlan is because, man, when they signed him, he was drawing comparisons to a young Brock Lesnar. It seemed like, you know, the the, the hopes were extremely high for this young man. So um, I was surprised to see his name on the list probably the most. What about you, man? What did what did you think about the news that came down yesterday? I'm never shocked by releases. Never. It's all part of the pro wrestling business. We don't know why. Most of the times, it's what we see. It's a lot easier for me to sit here and go, okay, Dakota Kai or Dexter Loomis, right? They've Mm -hmm. been in the system for a while. And done big stories. Yeah, but the higher-ups just might not see anything there. They might not have anything for them. They've been here, you know, they might just say, hey, they've been here for this long, and it's just not clicking. I think that a guy like Dexter Loomis, Sam Shaw, had more to bring to the table. I thought he was very entertaining, especially with the art stuff that he did, um, the the, the blank stare. I really enjoyed the on-screen relationship with him and uh, I believe it was Indy Hartwell. I thought they did a great job with that. Um, But I'm not shocked that anybody ever gets released because you never know. There have been... Much bigger names, i.e. a Bray Wyatt, i.e. a Braun Strowman, who have gotten released where people are like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. But when they (laughs) sit there and have their monthly meetings about certain talents, sometimes it's really like, well, what are we going to do with this person that we haven't done yet? What's the next step? Where does this character go? What do we? And sometimes there's just no great answers. So you say to yourself, why are we investing this much money? Releases in wrestling happen sometimes for no rhyme and no reason. And it is the nature of the beast as an independent contractor in the wrestling business. Yeah. It just is what yeah. it is. Never want to see it happen to anybody because it's difficult, you know, to go out there and pick yourself back up and make a living. Wrestling inherently can be a negative business, and we're always waiting for that other shoe to drop, and you just never know when anything is going to happen. And, you know, in the past year, we've seen within the WWE that anything can happen at any given moment. Like, am I showing up to work today and becoming the world heavyweight champion, or am I showing up to work today and being released? It's not easy. Listen, I was on the other end of a phone call in 2005 where me and Devon didn't get released, but the phone call was, since you guys and us can't come to an agreement on money, we're just going to go our own separate ways. And even that is hard to listen to sometimes because you realize that there's a finality, but you got to pick yourself up, dust yourself off and and keep moving forward. And sometimes that is a lot easier said than done in wrestling and in life. Trust me. Um, So I wish all of these releases very well. Listen, I personally trained Sam Shaw. I personally trained Dexter Loomis. I've seen so much talent in him for so long, but it doesn't matter what I see. It matters what the creative team sees or ownership sees. Or sometimes it's like, listen, you've been in NXT now for this long. We've never had the desire to call you up. Why? Is it that creative didn't give, do well enough by him? Did he not do well enough by creative? Sometimes it's a mixture. Ryan, you just never know. It is so easy for wrestling fans to sit back and go, how could you do this? How could you do this? How could you do this? Ryan, you know how like when, when, when people are in relationships and, and you don't judge the relationship because you don't know the shoes that that man and woman walked in. 
Sure, absolutely. You don't you don't sleep next to them. You don't drink coffee with them in the morning. You don't watch TV with them at night. You're not a part of their conversations. You only see what you see, which is normally the tip of the iceberg. Same thing with wrestling. With wrestling fans, what you're seeing with characters and talent is the tip of the iceberg. You never truly know what's going on. Sometimes it could be a personality difference and not just a creative difference. It happens. It's a part of the game. It's unfortunate, and I wish all of these releases, this round of releases, the best of luck. Well, it's it's it's, it's like you said, right? It's uh, it's a part of the business. You use the word independent contractor. That's exactly what uh, you guys and girls are, right? It is uh, it is a cutthroat business, and I do wonder, you know, how much of this is just the internet, man. You know what I mean? Like, well, did you like you go back to 97, 98? People got released all the time. There wasn't like a big, you know, hubbubaloo. We weren't going crazy. We weren't losing our minds, which just I feel like a, a lot of this is that we're so connected and it's so easily to quickly react to every little bit of news that it kind of amplifies stuff in ways that it doesn't need to be amplified, which is why I appreciate your levity so much. Uh, and, and everybody on Busted Open. But it is easy to get lost in the chaos sometimes, I think, for a lot of wrestling fans when you really don't need to be because, Bully, it's always been chaos. And one of the things that I do from day one when I take on a new student at the Team 3D Academy is I start preparing mm-hmm. them day one for worst-case scenarios because I want it embedded in their brain exactly what this business can be i want them to know what the thrill of victory feels like i want them to feel what the agony of defeat feels like and if you feel what the agony of defeat feels like from day one as you're being trained and educated in the wrestling business when the eventual day comes like happened for this next batch of releases that Mm -hmm. you're dealing with the negative you're somewhat prepared for it you were educated to it you heard about it unfortunately many wrestling schools don't teach the students about stuff like this about how to remind yourself i'm an independent contractor and anything Mm -hmm. can happen at any time that contract basically says we can part ways with you for any given reason that we find legitimate wrestlers get that contract and they open up right to the page with the number on it. They look at the number and then they go to the last page and they sign the contract. The words (laughs) on all of the other pages negate the number in the snap of a finger. Yeah. So my advice to wrestlers coming up is please educate yourself to the industry that you are in as an independent contractor. You have to be smart about the business person that you are. This is not just about getting in a ring and doing a bunch of high spots and clicks and likes and retweets. It's a business, people. It's a business. And you have to treat it like a business from day one. All right, I'm done. No, you're not, because I got to follow up on that. Okay. (laughs) Because I would imagine that sort no, for real, man, that sort of real talk, that doesn't, I'm not saying, okay, I'm not saying it keeps people away from the school, but at the same time, it can't, it's not a great selling point, like that sort of reality, right? But that honesty, if you really give a shit about the business, is invaluable. So I would imagine that that is, and I can't speak to it because I haven't been to a lot of wrestling schools, Bully, but I would imagine that's a rarity in the business to give that dose of reality because, again, nobody wants to deal with that reality. They, Like you said, it's all roses and sunshine and rainbows, and the fact is, is that's pretty much the exact opposite of what pro wrestling is. The same honesty that I bring onto Busted Open, Mm -hmm. brutal honesty, truthful, fair honesty, is the same thing I do with potential wrestling students. Ryan, I'm a businessman. I run a wrestling school. I run a successful wrestling school for a long time now. It's what is business about? It's about generating money. I say things to guys and gals day one that actually might chase them away. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah, uh, that might might chase them away because I want to give them full disclosure up front. 
I don't want them to ever turn around after three months, six months, a year in my wrestling school and said, well, Bubba never told me that. He just told me what I wanted to hear. And the reason I do this is because I had somebody tell me what I wanted to hear the first day I ever signed up for wrestling school. And they just took mm-hmm. my money. And I felt very cheated. And to this day, I still hold a little bit of a grudge against that person who stole my money and just told me everything that they thought. And, and you know what? It worked. And I handed my cash over to that person. I even got, I even, you know, got into it with Austin on the broken skull sessions about how I feel about, about the way wrestlers are broken in today. The problem and doesn't. You, wouldn't mention, you, you didn't, you were, you, you didn't mention the name of the wrestler. You, you, you alluded to, what did you say? He was a, he was a, uh, it was uh, an enhancement uh, talent uh, for the regular. WWF. Yeah. Yeah. He was, yeah, he was a WWF regular. Yeah. A, a lot of people think that uh, we're talking entirely too much about me now, but I think this might be some in, in interesting conversation. <laughs> a lot of people no, think that is. I was it trained is. by Johnny Rodge, just like Devon was and Taz was and Dreamer was and Big Dick Dudley was and a whole host of great students that have come out of Johnny's school. I wasn't. I was supposed to be trained by Johnny, but then some other dude, an absolute nobody, no name, dangled a bunch of empty promises in front of me and stole my money, Mm. told me everything that I wanted to hear. And I was trained quite poorly in the wrestling business. And today I'll tell you, I'm not really that good of a wrestler, but I'm a master of smoke and mirrors. And in this business, that's what you really, you know, Siegfried and Roy, David Copperfield, all of the great magicians that have ever made a buck in this business really did not make anything disappear. But their use of smoke and mirrors made you think that something actually disappeared. Thus, the name of my book that will be coming out, Smoke, (laughs) Mirrors, and Tables. The Bully Ray story. <laughs> with credit to Frankie Kazarian for coming up with the title to my book. That, hey, that's a good-ass name. And shout-out to a fellow Metallica fan, Frankie Kazarian. And I just love a Hall of Famer sitting on the other side of this uh, Zoom. And, and Nation, you're listening. And him saying, I'm not that good of a pro wrestler. Yada, yada. Yeah, yeah, you just happen to have some of the greatest matches in the history of the business. Selling yourself a little bit short there, Bully. But that's why we love you. That's you're so humble. People wouldn't know that about you. They, unless they listen to the show regularly, right? You have this. We were talking about your arresting your resting bitch face when you're in the gym, right? <laughs> like yep. people, people really don't really get Bully Ray uh, the way that we do here at Busted Open. We appreciate you, man, and I and I do love that honesty. You talk about Sam Shaw, you talk about Dexter Loomis. Um, I I doubt I I don't know, but uh, have you had a chance to talk to him since uh, since his release? And and what do you think the future has in store for that young man? Because uh, I'm with you uh, in terms of talent, in terms of the understanding of the business, in terms of having we were just talking about character development i feel like you know dexter loomis that guy has his character he knows the story he's trying to tell here's what guys and gals who need who do get released need to try to do take a look at others who have gotten released and how they've made themselves marketable and valuable again look at drew mcintyre look at jinder mahal those are two examples of talents that, uh, listen, Vince McMahon personally debuted Drew McIntyre on SmackDown and said he was going to be the next big thing, the greatest thing ever, yada, yada, yada. And then what happened to Drew? Goodbye. Drew was gone. And what did Drew do? He picked himself up, he dusted himself up, and he made himself valuable again. I wrestled Drew in... I believe in England one night and he, he said to me, he goes, Bubs, you know, I, I just want to really have a great match because here is my goal. I want every night to be a great night for me so I can get my name back out there. Cause my goal is to get back to the WWE. This is what I want to do. And I was like, Drew, I'll give you the best I got, you know, yada, yada. But this guy actually shared his goal with me. So if you got released and you're sitting there today, take a look at the talents that that did get released and how they got themselves rehired by other companies 
if not back to the WWE. Give them a reason to take a look at you again. It's not going to happen overnight, but give them a reason to look at you again. Yeah, do the Drew McIntyre route. Don't do the Ryback route, and that's all we're going to say about Ugh. that. You, I, I those tweets last Ugh. night. I'm not. I know we we actually discussed this before the show. We didn't want to bring attention to it, but I mean, is that not the perfect example? Right. D- follow Drew's example and use that other guy as a cautionary tale. No. But if you're going to throw that out there, Ryan, you have to kind of tell people now what you mean, because you're t- you're talking mm, about the tweets yeah. that he released last night, right? Yeah, just just yeah, total incoherent nonsense, super personal stuff about Vince, uh, his family, just the same shit that we've heard from Ryback for years now. Bully a bitter. A bitter, jealous, I don't even know the word you want to use, right? But the exact opposite of a Drew McIntyre, right? When Drew got released, when Drew found himself in a situation, he, it sounds like, again, through your stories and what we know, right? He, and just being a fan and watching him work, reinvented himself, put in the work, right? Stuck to his guns, uh, believed in himself. Ryback is just bitching and complaining and moaning and blaming everyone else for the problems that I, I don't even know, man. I just, all I know is the tweets last night were completely uncalled for and uh, just more in line with the insanity that we've seen from that dude over the past couple of years. Um, I, I, I'm not going to really get into it too much. I was just very, yeah. It was very disheartened to read that kind of uh, that kind of hate, uh, and just I, yeah. I just they were, those tweets were a little disgusting on my in my opinion. Yeah, be be like Drew, be like Drew Nation. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. Speaking of being like people, you want to be a pro wrestler? Samoa Joe is a great blueprint to follow. The ROH TV champion was in action last night on Rampage. Let's chop it up with the Hall of Famer Bully Ray when we come back here on a Saturday edition. Up warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with factors. No prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Busted open. Hey everyone, this is former NFL linebacker and current SiriusXM NFL radio host Kirk Morrison. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, Total Coverage. Each week, I'll be joined by some of the greatest minds in the game as we explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. Whether we're breaking down player techniques, game plans, or coaching philosophies, we'll explain the details that define our favorite performances. New episodes will be available every Tuesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. The landscape of pro wrestling is evolving. Which means more options for fans. So many activities. What was the best show this week? You ain't first, you're last. The week's over, so get over. This is the Busted Open Weekly Winner. That is right. It is a Saturday start of Hour 3, and we start Hour 3 the way we do every single weekend. It's Weekly Winner time here on a Saturday. I'm Ryan. That is the Hall of Famer. Bully Ray and Bully, another great week in professional wrestling across the board. Uh, and I keep saying this every time when we start weekly winner, Monday Night Raw is slowly creeping in on one of the better shows of the week. We saw uh, Mustafa Ali uh, make a return a little bit there on Monday. We saw some uh, continuations of some storylines, obviously RKO, RK Bro uh, having uh, their appearance uh, on a Monday and 
the addition of Cody Rhodes hasn't hurt either. So Monday is continuing, continuing, I should say, to gain steam in at least in my weekly winner consideration. I don't think, though, that it's going to take my weekly winner for this Saturday. What do you think about Monday? So here's what I'd like to do with this week's weekly winner uh, segment. Nothing stands out to me as a definitive weekly winner. So why don't you tell me who your weekly winner is and sell me on it? Okay. Well, um, I, all right. This is, that's a bit of a swerve. Um, I will say this. I'm with you in terms of nothing definitively standing out, right? Like there's some weeks where I come in on a Saturday and I for sure am dead set on dynamite being the, the weekly winner because it's just, I think the best two hours bang for your buck. No pun intended. When we talk about a show that the young bucks are on, right? Um, For me, it's usually a Wednesday. And again, listen, I thought this was a week bully where, let's say, an impact on Thursday, an impact coming off an outstanding pay-per-view over the weekend, which we covered last Saturday. Obviously, Josh Alexander becoming a new impact world champion. So they had a fun show on Thursday that included that uh, world champion where he defended his title against Moose. And then you had the Briscoe show up on Thursday. I thought this was a week where, say, an impact had some real uh, ability to make inroads or a smackdown. The problem is, like, when you talk about a SmackDown, as much as I like the Chapter 4 and the Lacey Evans story, right, um, and as much as I love seeing Paul Heyman and the head of the table, then you look at, though, like, Ricochet in a weird match against Shanky. You look at the happy talk with Corbin. You look at the I quit uh, beat the clock uh, finale. It just it didn't ring for me. Right. And Monday was fine, but it didn't really hit for me in the same way that, again, I go back to Wednesday and listen, Wednesday wasn't perfect, bully. Right. It wasn't a perfect show. We can poke holes in it. It can certainly be done. But when you talk about the Owen Hart Cup, right, that is my favorite thing happening in professional wrestling. And then you follow that up. Right. Like that alone is awesome. But then you talk about Harwood and Wheeler kicking off dynamite in an awesome match where you never see tag teams Partners like that, right? Like Harwood and Wheeler are a quintessential tag team. It's like you you and Devon. You guys didn't wrestle each other unless it made the absolute most sense. This made the absolute most sense to Brett or excuse me, to Owen Hart Hart family lovers like Wheeler and Harwood going to war to kick off the show. Then you have an in-ring segment with CM Punk. Then you have a trios match with the Blackpool Combat Club taking on the factory. You have the continuation of that great story that you're talking about with Wardlow, the slow burn of the powerhouse. Sorry, no offense to Hobbs, right? But the slow burn of Wardlow uh, and the way he took out Archer. The Philly street fight between Serena and Sheeta I thought was awesome. And then the main event, again, it was a a little spotty it was a little chaotic but it was still a fun match between Scorpio Sky and Sammy Guevara and full disclosure I am a big Scorpio Sky fan so to see him get the title it just you know you say leave him happy right send the fans home happy that closed on a happy note for me seeing Scorpio Sky get his championship back so bully if I'm selling you it's Wednesday night again for me Again, it was a little chaotic. It wasn't perfect. But for me, it was the best show this week. As you were talking, I'm going over the cards um, in my Uh brain. And great job by our producer, Arielle Simpson, with our rundowns and the emails that she sent. Because I'm able to read over all of the matches one more time and kind of relive. Yeah. The, the entire week right. in wrestling. And what I was really thinking to myself as I was reading and listening to you is the reactions of the crowd. I think this week I'm going to allow my weekly winner to be dictated by the reactions of the crowd on any particular show. And I think when you do that, Raw gets eliminated. Because I thought the reactions on Raw this past week were lackluster. SmackDown okay. was decent, but when it can't comes that be to- set up? Can't can that be set up? Sorry, but can't that be set about a lot of WWE crowds? 
in terms of just kind of just they're there because the brand is so strong. WWE comes to your town. You got to go. At least that's the way I feel. When WWE comes to Vegas, I'm not missing that because I'm a WWE fan. I've been my whole life. I think the crowds have been much better. The Monday Night Raw crowds have been much better lately. Last week, I just thought they were a bit flat. And okay. that's not that's not a reflection on the crowd. They might they might have not been entertained. I talked about the Oscar segment where I thought it was, you yeah. know, it just didn't come across the right way to me. But if I'm going to let the crowd dictate, I think I'm going to have to go with dynamite. That being mm-hmm. said, you brought up earlier on um, in the uh, in the show the match with the barbed wire ladder. You're like, oh my god, another ladder wrapped in barbed wire. Yeah. Right? I didn't love it. I didn't love it, bully. I didn't love it. So here you are, a diehard mm-hmm. AEW guy. And now you're yep. even starting to get a little annoyed by seeing the same shit in multiple matches. Oh, yeah. Why? Yeah, I mean, it's been there. Why? Tell me why, though. Psychology. I, not to be like the old man shaking the fist at the sun, right? And it's not – I felt this way. It's not like you and, and Tommy and Mark are rubbing off on me. I've always felt this way about it. It's just we're three years into it, and if you – it's like Roman. Like, we're two – whatever years into Roman Reigns on Friday night, like, it's it for a long time, and still it's one of the best things in pro wrestling. Even right now, it's wearing thin. Like, you need to stay fresh. It's not – an app. It's a bit of an apples to oranges comparison. Like, I, I don't know how you want to look at it, but there is some similarity there in terms of staying fresh, right? We're talking at the core of this. It's about staying fresh, right? Now, if you're Roman Reigns, that's its own issue. When you talk about AEW, the overload is there. Like, there's no denying it. I mean, I'm not. It, it's the old adage, right? You, you can never have too much of a good thing. Well, maybe you can, at least in terms of pro wrestling, because of how important psychology is to the art, right? And when you lose even a little bit of that, it can snowball and it can avalanche. And, and yeah, there should be some concern. So timeout. You just talk about how important psychology is to the art, correct? Yep, yep. So you're, you were upset about the ladder wrapped in barbed wire. I was upset about what happened to the ladder wrapped in barbed wire. Scorpio Sky and Sammy Guevara are standing basically at the top of a ladder vying for that championship. Scorpio Sky knocks Sammy Guevara off of that ladder straight onto the ladder wrapped in barbed wire. Right. Five to 10 seconds later, (laughs) Sammy Guevara is scurrying back up that ladder only to get bumped off again. And then Scorpio Sky wins. Where is the psychology in that? that? That's basically zero psychology. It makes no sense. This is my problem. And this is why I come on this show every week. And I try to help tighten screws. Remember, I'm the one who came up with the tightening of the screws thing when it comes to pro wrestling and AEW specifically because they need to tighten their screws. Somebody needs to be the voice of reason for things like that. Do I have a problem with Sammy Guevara bumping off the top of a ladder onto another ladder wrapped in barbed wire? Absolutely not. Do no, I have a problem? It's badass. Huh? It's yeah. badass in theory. It's it's it's, yeah. it's 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 what a match like that needs and deserves. Yeah. It should yes. have been the bump that resulted in the finish. Yeah. That should have been the last bump. Then Scorpio Sky gets the championship. There was no good reason. As a matter of fact, it took so much out of me seeing that. There are things I can get past that might not make that much sense. But when I see a big bump like that, like when we were putting TLC matches together, the first thing we would come up with is what crash and burn spot takes us as individuals out. What are we going to say? This edge is spear to Jeff Hardy. Me and Matt going off the ladders. Me going off myself. Whatever it is, Devon falling from the from, from the truss. 
what is going right. to be that moment where that's your final crash and burn so the other team can win? Sammy Guevara's final crash and burn should have been the bump off the top of the ladder onto the barbed wire ladder. That's it. Those two should have known better, but more importantly, whoever the agent for that match was should have known better. Because we're taking the psychology and we're throwing it right out the door. You landed on barbed wire. You're not wearing a shirt. I didn't even see a scratch. You should be dead. I mean, if, the, if in terms of psychology, it's it is the it is the spot to end all spots. If you're if you're shirtless and you're landing yes. on a ladder wrapped in barbed <laughs> wire, you would think there'd be some type of mark on your back, a trickle of blood. Yeah something so now that we don't even have a trickle of blood but you're just taking yeah. this bump and throwing it right out the door it means nothing which is such a bitch when you think about how much both men right give to the business but specifically sammy guevara like this dude is out of his fucking mind on a monthly basis he is doing stuff that I mean is shortening his career and he's made reference to it. I don't care what anybody says. You can't wrestle like this for you're not going to be Randy Orton, right? Like I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, and, and that's not a knock on anybody. I, it's not to say one style is better than the other. What I am saying is if you are going to have that style and you are going to risk so much, man, that I mean, have the psychology to back it up because you're essentially, this is going to sound harsh. You're doing it for nothing. That bump meant absolutely nothing. It should have meant everything, and it meant nothing. It should have been the final bump. It should have been the reason why Scorpio Sky was able to crawl up and grab the championship. This is not nitpicking. This is not, you know what this is? This is good, constructive criticism that I hope yes, people are listening to because it'll be beneficial yep. to your match, beneficial to the art, more importantly, beneficial to the roller coaster ride of a story that you're taking the fans on. Ta yep. Wrestlers need to remember, stop performing for yourself. Start performing for the fans. What do the fans want to see? What, do the, what are the fans going to buy into? We're educating by, by taking bumps like that and just getting up from them. We are pre reconditioning fans to believe that nothing matters. And we don't do this industry any good when we do that. Yes, I know the curtain has been pulled back a million times. That doesn't mean sure. you have to be a part of that group that pulls the curtain back. If I can keep the curtain closed at times, I go out of my way to do so. Sure. Sure. But 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 I could make the argument, Bully, that the fact that the curtain has been pulled so back so far and kayfabe is what it is, right? That the psychology matters even more now. Like, not to get too philosophical, right? But like... um you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a spiritual person. I'm not a religious person, right? And I do genuinely believe that um, our existence, 7 billion people on this planet, we're all not really that important. You're not that important. I'm not that important. Vince McMahon's not that important. We're, we're a fleeting blip in time on the radar of, 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 of human history, right? So you could take that on one sense. It's like, well, what, if nothing means nothing and nothing's going to remember, what does anything mean, right? What's the purpose in life? It's the exact opposite. It means everything. It's all about your own personal experience, right? It's all about your family, your friends, your experiences. Get it in while you're here because time is short, right? You throw that back right in a long-winded way to the psychology of pro wrestling, right? The, the, like you said, the curtain has been pulled back. Kayfabe is what it is. But Bully, to that original point, it makes psychology matter now more than ever. It matters more because it's been pulled back. One, Ryan, nail on the head. So because it's been pulled back so much, 
a small moment in time, like a bump like yes. that, means so yes. much more to the scope of the business. Yes. And I wish younger yep. wrestlers across the board would realize that. You're not doing yourself any good, the business any good. Now, you know how the Bucks would be accused of killing the business. Do I think this is killing <laughs> right, the right. business? No. But I don't think it's no. breathing life back into the business either. Because you're yeah. taking something that should have meant something and you're telling me it means nothing. It's twofold. There's barbed wire on a ladder. You fell backwards into it and your skin touched barbed wire. You fell about what? Six, seven, eight feet. Yeah. You would think there'd be, be the, even the, 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 a, a scratch. No. You would think that that big bump would have caused him to be knocked out. No. Anybody who tries to refute, argue, discuss this point is ignorant. There, and, 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 and you are a perfect example of not being ignorant because you, the huge e e C uh, AEW fan... <laughs> Hey, I like ECW too. <laughs> yeah. Even said yep. you, you brought up the barbar the barbar ladder, and you're like, yeah. I I didn't yeah. like. We, we weren't even talking about the bump. You're like, it's just too much already. I've seen it, been there. It's yeah. it's becoming not special anymore. Well, it's like the cutter. It was like the cutter off the uh, the ladder, right? We just saw that with Cody and Sammy. Like we we do have memories. We do, like and and mine's not particularly good. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a problem <laughs> not for me personally for for aew <laughs> all, all of this stuff combined whether you were upset yeah. because you've been there and you've seen it before whether i was upset and questioning because it just didn't make sense psychology wise right. and you know what a kid like sammy gavaro might be sitting back right now and go you know what it doesn't even matter because you're talking about me isn't that what it means yeah i guess so but we're not talking Maybe. about you in a way where we should be talking. I would love to be talking, saying like, my God, Sammy and Scorpio psychology was dead on. That big bump meant so much, took Sammy out of the match. That was perfect. But it was such a glaring lapse of psychology. Then it stuck with you. It really, really did. Yeah. You know, it's like, and, yeah. and, it, and it kind of, I don't want to be, all they remember is the finish. And that's the part of the finish that I remember. The part that didn't make sense. It's not like when LaGreca said he could never watch the exploding match again between Omega and Moxley because the, the kaboom <laughs> didn't go off. I'm like, Dave, the kaboom didn't right. go off after the match was over. The kaboom had nothing to do with the actual match. How could you not watch the match again? This was part of the actual match. So that takes me out of the moment. Yeah, well said. The professor schooling everybody here on a Saturday. I know that's not his actual moniker, but damn it. It feels like uh, I learn something every single Saturday that I'm on with Bully Ray. Hopefully you nation are learning as well. That's why you, I would, would imagine that you tune in. But with even with all that said, and even with the screw tightening happening, Dynamite getting our weekly winner. And you know what? Uh, I was with Bully there. This was a week where I felt like another show really could have made some inroads but that roster and that talent and the stories being told from Wardlow to the Blackpool Combat Club to the Owen Tournament. Um, yeah, you're crazy if you think I'm giving anyone else the weekly winner because it's just too good, even with some of the screw, screw tightening that needs to be happening. Love hearing what Bully Ray had to say on that exact subject. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports podcast network the producer is gabby laspisa the associate producer is andre viola sound design by nary Bailon. special thanks to sirius xm senior vice president of sports programming and podcasting the legendary steve cohen and sirius xm fight nation program director mother marissa marissa rivas the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble 
Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.